What's up? This is Sid, Meg, Rube, and Mad coming to you live on January 20th from the Cruzman Crib. We are here to chat about educational philosophy and give you our thoughts on how they connect to our changing world. The prompt we are focusing on today is we live in a time of crisis, climate change, ecological devastation, fundamentalism, terrorism, racism, grotesque wealth inequality, just to name a few. Any educational philosophy worth thinking about must address the dire circumstances our culture faces in the 21st century. The first educational philosophy is perennialism. The aim of perennialism is to educate students about the great ideas of Western civilization. Perennialists believe that these ideas have the ability to solve problems in any area. The focus era, the focus to teach ideas that are everlasting and to seek truths that are constant because the human and natural world at the most essential level don't change. The program focuses on attaining cultural literacy, learning the greatest accomplishments of humankind and the great laws of literature, art, and science. Mortimer Alder, a well-known perennialist, says, any educated person is one who through the trivial of his own life has assimilated the ideas that make him representative of his culture. Do you think that the perennialism addresses the dire circumstances our culture faces in the 21st century? Um, I think that perennialism is too strict of an educational philosophy. Strict meaning, like, I think that it's too rigid in its ideals of teaching one thing or things in a certain way. And I think that that old um, ways of fixing problems can't really be completely um, put on to the problems we face today just because they're too different and the problems we face today are just they're a lot more dire than ever that the world has ever faced I guess I agree with that to some extent but then also in Ruby's definition she said that um, the perennialist ideas have the ability to solve problems in any era because they teach everla- uh, things that are everlasting and like how the like ascent the world at its as most essential level like doesn't change and I kind of agree with that to an extent because I think there are some things about the world that like will always stay the same there are some ideas that will always like be true so I think there are parts of perennialism that could help us but I think also we need more than just that amount of knowledge I agree with Megan um but at the same time I feel like learning um like the, like these great ideas that will always be true to society I don't think will help us solve the problems that we're facing today mm-hmm. yeah I, but it's also like if you think about like way when like Columbus was here people still had to like like work on like cooperation like responsibility things like that and I don't necessarily think that perennialists are talking about like those like fundamental ideas of like working Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. but I think that like we're gonna need cooperation and being able to collaborate with everyone no matter what time and I think in that way it's it can be applied to today but there's also ideas that should not be applied today like slavery or something like that yeah that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. I agree um the next I the next educational philosophy is essentialism 
and essentialism is an educational philosophy focused on preparing students for the world by instilling in them practical skills and the intellectual and moral standards of the world. Essentialists acknowledge that the core curriculum may change, and so essentialism allows for students to be prepped for the world by learning how to adequately read, write, speak, and compute with newer sources. Students are also taught discipline through a rigorous learning environment focused on academic excellence. A well-known essentialist, William Bagley, said, Essentialists hope that when students leave school, they will possess not only the basic skills and an extensive body of knowledge, but also disciplines, practical minds capable of applying schoolhouse lessons in the real world. Do you think that essentialism focused on preparing disciplined, practical minds is a radical enough to solve world, real world dire problems? I think there are parts of essentialism that we will need to solve, like, real-world problems, like climate change. Like, I think people need to know the basics about science and math to be able to do that. But I think people are going to need more than just that knowledge that we already have to be able to do that. Like, I think people will need the foundation of the science and math to be able to solve climate change, but I think they're going to need more creativity and thinking outside the box as well, which isn't included in essentialist ideas. I agree. I think um, based off like, like in middle school, I learned a lot about like climate change and how it all works and it's carried on to like now and how I think about climate change and that it's real and that it's a problem that we should solve. I think that essentialism, like you said, helps it to an extent, but also like with essentialism, you need to be more creative we need, I feel like it's almost too structured. We should be able to um, have more freedom, which will help our minds be more creative and help us with more things that will help us solve problems that we do today. Yeah, it says it here how like um, students are also taught discipline through a rigorous learning environment. And I think that's kind of like, that can be a little bit too harsh. Like I think it's important for students to be able to like sit in a classroom and pay attention and not just like fool around. But I think like rigorous, like hard discipline will make students not want to learn about these things and then they won't want to help solve like these big problems that we're dealing with today. If they're like put if they're put in this like situation where they only they're like feeling pressured to do something or they're they have to like behave like perfectly, then they won't want to like do better, I guess. Just to jump in again, I also think that like talking about discipline implies that some things are bad and some things are good and like there yeah. is a point to that. There are like you need to have a certain amount of responsibility. But I also think that for these big world problems to be solved, people need to be thinking outside of the box and mm -hmm. like not like doing bad things, not like hurting people or whatever, but like I think it, like it depends on your definition of what discipline is and I think that's where the line gets gray there with essentialism because what do they define discipline as and like is that going to keep people from being creative and keep people from pushing themselves to learn new things or like um discover new ideas or stuff like that yeah I would say in contrast to perennialism I'm more interested in essentialism just because of the part about learning from new sources rather than old texts, mm -hmm. which perennialism focuses on. I think it's really important, like Megan was saying about perennialism, to um, learn kind of the core values of humanity. Mm -hmm. And I think that one 
benefit of essentialism is kind of learning those values, but then also learning how to apply them to stuff mm-hmm. we face today. <clears throat> but then again, I agree with Megan and Ruby and Maddie about um, just about how rigorousness and discipline that can kind of take away from learning rather than enable it, which I think is the downfall of essentialism here. Our next educational philosophy is progressivism. And progressivism is an educational philosophy that focuses on the whole child and less on the content and the teacher. This educational philosophy aims towards active experimentation for testing ideas. Questions that arise to these active experimentations is where learning is rooted. The learners become the problem solvers who create their own meaning through their own experience, and the teachers provide this experience. The curriculum content is based on students' questions and interests. In the article, Progressive Education, Why It's Hard to Beat but Also Hard to Find, Alfie Kahn states that progressive educators are concerned with helping children become not only good learners, but also good people. Schooling isn't seen as being about just academics, nor in- is intellectual gross growth limited to verbal and mathematical proficiencies. Based on what I have stated about progressivism, is active experimentation of experiences decided upon student interests enough to solve real world, real world problems that we face today? Um, I would say that I think the principle, the idea of it can be really great, but then like if, for example, someone like who's really interested in science and like the environment and climate change chooses to like or is in a progressivist like situation, they're able to choose what they want to learn and like experiment and like even help the world better through that. But then there could there are many people who don't believe in climate change or don't want to work towards that. And although like there are many other problems besides climate change, mm-hmm. there's there are gonna be people who just don't really care about like just like helping humanity and like what happens to those people, I guess. Like, do they just get lost in this? Or what, like, what happens, I guess? I don't really know. I think in Maddie's quote, um, the quote from, what was the woman's name? It was, like, Alfie. Okay. Um, I think she mentioned that progressivism focuses on not just creating good learners, but also Mm -hmm. creating good people. Yeah. And I think that's a really important part of progressivism because I think in our changing society, if you have people who have good core values, that you have, like, good, like, kind people that's going to go a long way in helping society's issues right now and helping humanity and like like helping all of these issues so i think that part of progressivism is really good and i also think that um progressivism is good because in the other in primalism and essentialism it's it's hard to be a good to learn as much as you need to if your teacher is bad because in those, like, there's a downfall that the teacher is driving the bus, per se. Mm-hmm. And in progressivism, the teacher and the student get to lean on each other, get to almost learn together. And I think it's good to have that balance because then you're also learning, like, collaboration and cooperation and working together with your teacher in addition to studying for new, like, learning. What am I trying to say? In, like, um, deeper learning and you driving the learning. I think that those are both both of those things would really help the issues that we have today. But I also think that having some sort of structure would be good too because um, progressivism is a lot of like based on like student interest and what they want to learn 
but I feel like you need structure to learn and to grow. Like, yes, I think going through like your own experiences and learning from your own experiences is like the best way to learn, but also I feel like you need some structure within that. Yeah, I agree with what Maddie said right then. Um, I think that, I think personally, I think that structure is important, especially when you're younger. I think that one important thing about progressivism is kind of when you get older, you're kind of, your creativity and your interests are kind of driving your own learning, which I think is something that in itself is learning because you find what you're interested in, you're finding how to solve problems, like what do you want, what do you want to do here um and i think that that's really important especially when we get to the real world because we're not going to have like worksheets that are telling us to solve math problems we're going to have to find the math problem mm-hmm. and i think that i think that just like that kind of um i don't know how to say it fluidity or like that kind of being able to shape what you want to do and shape how you do it, I think that's that's one of the closest ways we can get to the real world mm-hmm. as learners. And I agree. But also, like, in the quote that I stated, it says it makes good people. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, we know that there's people in schools and educational facilities that don't want to learn or don't want to do something. So if they, like, go against that, I feel like progressivism doesn't work in a way. But at the same time, I do think it's the closest way to help us solve real-world problems because we're learning in the best way possible by learning things based off of our own, um, like, experience within that problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disagree with that really quick because you said there are people who, like, don't want to learn. And I think that that's, like, I agree there are people who push back against the systems that we have in place today. Mm-hmm. But I think that's for outstanding reasons. I think as humans, we're naturally curious, naturally wanting to learn. And so I feel like the people pushing back is more not that they don't want to learn, but more about the programs that are in place, which I would argue are more essentialist. So I feel like having, if we can find a way to implement progressivist and like, um, education, mm-hmm. there's going to be more people who want to learn and more people who are curious, and then you will have those good people from that and that would help change society yeah Mm -hmm. i agree with that because like right now like in our own educational like facilities we don't there are people that don't want to learn because Mm -hmm. you're forced to take a class that doesn't help you Mm -hmm. later in life Mm -hmm. and you're just like doing this math problem you have no clue what's going on but also Mm -hmm. yeah i do agree with your point i think progressivism will make more people want to learn because it's more based off of their interests and Mm -hmm. what they want to learn that kind of makes me think like how many people are we missing that could be solving problems yeah. 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 just just because education failed them in the past mm-hmm. like yeah yeah cuz that's a great question like, it's not like every single person will have a passion like there's not going to be someone who just i mean obviously right now we're all trying to figure out what we want to do but like the schooling that we're put into kind of confines us and if we were able to have more fluidity it would everyone would be able to realize what they want to do and can apply that to be better in the world, I guess. Okay. Um, finally, we have Reconstructionism. So Reconstructionism is an educational philosophy that states that the point of education is to create humans who are able to improve society. 
The aim is to teach students to question cultural norms and prepare them to bring out actual change in the world. Theodore Bramald was the founder of this philosophy as a reaction to World War II. Educational philosophy's definition and comparison chart says that he recognized the potential for either human annihilation through technology and human cruelty or the capacity to create a beneficial society using technology and human compassion. Based on this definition, do you think that reconstructionism addresses the dire circumstances our culture faces in the 21st century? I would definitely say it's a dire, uh, it's an educational philosophy um, specific to dire circumstances, but I also think, quite frankly, that it's not our job as learners to solve the problems of the world yet. Like, I think that we should be able, we should be learning how to solve problems, but right now in school, it shouldn't be when we are solving the problems. I think that once we have a full education and once we've learned how to solve problems like that are simpler, then, then we should be able, then we should be solving the problems. But I think that adults should be doing it until until we are ready to do it. Because I don't think it's fair to us to have our childhood taken away from us to, t- to solve problems that are... I think the point of it is to prepare you to solve the problems. Not to necessarily have you solving but the problems at a younger age. I think it's also like they're trying to fix social problems in a community through the school. Yeah. I, yes. That's I, accurate. I agree with Sydney. I think we should go more like towards progressivism in a way because you're learning it's more about learning like experiences yourself and how to deal with them and then you can eventually take that and use it to solve problems that we are facing now Mm -hmm. yeah I mean like with reconstructionism it's I think it's great that we're teaching that you would be teaching students to like learn about different cultures and like cultural norms and but I also feel like if we don't have the basic knowledge, then it's not gonna, it's not gonna prepare us enough. And I know the schools are preparing you, but like, just a basic knowledge in like science, reading, math, and will really be more beneficial. I agree with both of those in a way, but I also think that there is some, um, some like there's something good about teaching kids to question the society that they're in, mm-hmm. because. Like, we we get, like, things ingrained in our brain because of this society. And, like, we think of certain things as good and certain things as bad. But I feel like there's a, there's a point and there's a good thing. It's a good thing to teach people to question that, those societal norms. Because at one point, slavery was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's, there's value in teaching people to question that. Not as the only thing. I agree yeah. that you need to know basics. You need Progressivism is also a really good way to teach people how to be their own human. But I think there is, there is value in learning to question the society around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say just like, don't have, I would say don't stifle children's ability to solve problems. Mm-hmm. But also don't like make it their education to solve the problems of the world mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like thing. a balance in between yeah, yeah i don't Everything. there's no i don't think there's one like like perfect educational philosophy that will like solve it but yeah, yeah. 
So there are many educational philosophies and many people who have different beliefs about what is important to learn. In our changing world today, we do not believe that there is one perfect educational philosophy that can address all of these issues.